Hi, this is Lacey. This is Jason. From Bourbon House, and you are listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast. are listening to the free form rock podcast is everybody in is everybody in is everybody in the ceremony is about to begin now, if you're a rock fan and I tell you that there's a band on the road that combines a part of Black Sabbath with a product of Led Zeppelin, uh, you're going to be intrigued. It's been born in the home of heavy metal, the black country. It's been rehearsing for its first live show at Wolverhampton Civic. Ben Sidwell just had to be there. In rehearsals for their first live gig, when you call Black Country Communion, there's only really one place to play your first show. I was playing here when I was 15 years old, in this venue, this very same venue. So for me, I got my wish and Jason got his wish. We got to open our account, if you will, at, in the Black Country where we should have done, you know, and now here we are. Lead singer Glenn Hughes has been in such bands as Deep Purple and Black Sabbath. Jason Bonham has one of the most famous men in rock as a father. His dad John was drummer in Led Zeppelin. Both were born and raised in the black country, making it a simple decision when it came to naming the band. We're in the studio on the very first day and I look around the room and I say, wait a minute guys, uh, half of us are from the black country. And Jason and I looked at him, why do we call ourselves black country? With so many famous connections, the band were under pressure from the start, but they needn't have worried as their debut album topped the UK rock chart. You hope that it would be a success. Uh, you, you feel, yeah, on paper it should be, but it also it makes it a bigger target for people to ridicule or point fingers at. Tomorrow night's show is virtually sold out. When it's over, Black Country Communion are heading somewhere much warmer, Los Angeles, to start recording their second album. Ben Sidwell, BBC Midlands Today, Wolverhampton. Wonderful. Now, in the uh, late kickoff in the Premier League, the season. All right, welcome to another edition of Where Everybody Knows Your Name, and I'm so glad you guys came. What's up, guys? What's going on? <clears throat> What's going on, Charles? Uh, I always get a proper introduction, so thank you. Uh, <laughs> back to the attack, and I will mention. The Ed McMahon of the Freeform Rock Podcast, Jerry Soup, back thank you, thank you. in living color, uh, better than that band. And uh, oh god, so what god. we got going on this week? Uh, we're gonna do uh, my pick, something I've been wanting to do with Lee for a while. I know he loves Glenn Hughes, and but he always said, "No, nah, let's not do that." And he gave me, and but he did the Glenn Hughes solo album with me, which is pretty cool. Uh, if you guys want to go back and check that out in the archives of the Freeform Rock Podcast. But uh, we're doing Black Country Communion's uh, album from uh, 2010. So it's well, why, you bring, why you bring up, check out the archives. Hey, uh, people, check out that damn Jimi Hendrix shit so that Mark will stop boohooing. Can you, can you check that out? <laughs> Dude, he's got 62 right. downloads. It fucking plays is almost up there with poison and it's right underneath iron maiden uh, who knew tay tay <laughs> johnny man taylor, taylor swift is fucking popular dude people you know like her or hate her will will read her you know what i mean 
Cottage? What was it? Cottage what? Cottage, cottage rock. rock, but I remembered Candle Shop more, you know? and I, Candle Shop. The Candle Shop music, but eh, the kid had a great time. She kept trying to send me other shit. I was like, eh, I'm not really feeling it. Dude, was, she, was awesome. she was awesome, man. I mean, she was yeah. really good. Well, yeah. Only thing we need to do is fix her connection. She was going in and out a lot. It was like... Yeah. Um, that, as a producer of this show, it was like irritating the fuck out of me, but we still heard what she said, so that's all that mattered. <laughs> we, we've already discussed that all right. for future things, but uh, 24 hours removed from another underwhelming Guns N' Roses song. <laughs> very underwhelming, very underwhelming. Oh, people hear this eight weeks later, but that's okay. The <laughs> timestamp of 24 hours removed. From perhaps and by this time then basically uh, the general might be out maybe are you gonna get, are we gonna get a good deal on car insurance <laughs> right <laughs> I, I just, I've heard people say Izzy needs to come back no me, no me, I said that. Izzy needs to come back Jerry if he's on smack Hey, I, I, I have no problem. Sounds good to me. Well, you know what to yeah. do? Send him some smack in the mail and say, Izzy, do this and join Guns N' Roses. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that because I love Izzy too much, and I'm glad he's sober. But I, I definitely yeah. think that his songwriting went to the poops once he got off the juice because, I mean, dude, I mean, he sounds like John Cougar Mellencamp with not as good vocal. <laughs> well, maybe if he had Axel there to work with him, Maybe it would be better. Maybe just without Axel, he sucks. Okay, but let me ask Jerry. Jerry, remember uh, the GNR review? Did you really love Think About You? Um, that was the only song I didn't like, I think, on the album. That's like a primarily Izzy song. Yeah, okay, well, then maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Just it, it, their, songwriting, their songwriting lacked when he left the band, so I'm trying to, you know, see I why. Agree. You know what I mean? So I still agree. I still agree. He... I mean, he did have a hand in Don't Cry. Yeah. Right. But, I mean, he had a hand in, like, You Could Be Mine, and, and um, Double Talking Jive is a badass jam. Oh, yeah, that's a badass good. jam. I mean, he can do it, but it's like, once he got clean, and he just, I don't know. I think some dudes are better on the shit. Yeah, Molly Crew. I mean, all those guys are better when they were fucking, you know, wasted. I stand by my statement that I think Nitley... Uh, like Motley Crue, uh, Nikki Six stole "Shout at the Devil" from some derelict on the street. Probably, because <laughs> back well, then everybody not, was I, on the Sunset Strip, drunk and wasted. He could have said, "Oh, this guy's got a lyric book. Ooh, I like these songs." Later, dude. I think I think same old situation was written by somebody else. Or uh, "Don't Go Away Mad," not same old situation. Oh God, Don't that song mad. sucks. I like that song. That, that song's sucks. actually a decent song. Really? Thank uh. you. It's kind of classic rock. Oh, or... no, no, no. no. I'm, th I'm thinking of that Without You song. That's same old, oh, Without You. Is yeah, a, uh, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, that's terrible. Yeah. That's some, that's some uh, Bushy jams right there. <laughs> there you know. Oh, Bushy but, gets uh, made fun of in the, that metal station uh, chat room, saying because one person was going to take over him, oh, I'm going to play some Milli Vanilli, I'm going to play some Hammer. <laughs> I go, dang, he's that man, that, dude's got, that, dude, that dude's got the thickest skin ever, man. Nothing bothers him. Yeah. You know what? I don't. Sometimes I am a fucking sensitive bitch. Well, you need to drop that. 
in our line of work, this, you just have to be, you have to roll with the punches, man. Hey, I'm hey, admitting I'm a sensitive bitch. There you I go. got itchy before, too, but I've learned to just Teflon it. Fuck it. Well, Who now cares? I'm doing I'm doing what you guys told me. Laugh at it. I'm starting well, to laugh at the shit. What happens to me, I disagree with them. I'll say, yeah, you're right. They call me, like, stupid or something. Oh, you're right. Yeah. And it kind of ends the conversation right there. You know what I mean? That's why you shouldn't have left Mofos and Metal, because that's the most idiotic Facebook group I've ever seen. Gee, those are the dumbest fucking people it's, in the world. Dude. You know what? It's I invited you two to that and then left the next Thanks. day. Thanks. Because <laughs> I know this group sucks. <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still in it because it's fucking comic relief, man. Just yes. I troll them all the time with Man of War. Man <laughs> 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 I like Man of War, but not that much. But I just, hey, man, Man of War. Yeah, man, we should make a band called Man of War. That's probably the that's probably the biggest triggered site in the fucking been yeah. on, man. He triggered people easily on that site. Well, go to some Kiss ones. Somebody was saying that one of their favorite songs is "God Gave Rock and Roll to You" of all time. Oh right my! Now. And yes. I like that song, but I was like, I'm just gonna go away from this comment. <laughs> Well, if it's a younger person, maybe I can see it. But it's like somebody our age. Uh, oh, no. No, in no, the Kiss group, one of those the other day, I had mad words with somebody because I don't, I don't support the scabs. I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a supporter of uh, Monster. Oh, I love and, Monster, dude. Sorry. Yeah, well, I kept the innocent out of it. I just said, I don't support scab records. And then it was, you know, well, you can't listen to Psycho Circus. This shit you hear a million times. Yes, I know. But at least they were fronting like the real band was on that album. I don't know what to tell you. But I don't like Monster. I'm not into it. <laughs> and they get upset. And I, it was the first time on Mofos I ran afoul of a Iron Maiden fanatic. I'm not going to call them out their names, you know, and say that thing that rhymes with rard. I'm, I'm going to try to get <laughs> that word. But those Iron Maiden fuckers are about as rough as Kiss, to be honest with you. They get really upset. You know what? I think I am sensitive, but I get beat up so much because I like <laughs> like Extreme and I like fucking Sammy Hagar that I don't fucking try to fight for Iron Maiden, man. I pick my battles. <laughs> well, you know, I like, like I say, I say all the time, I like Blaze Bailey, so I'm not going to argue with anybody about Iron Maiden. So, I don't know what's wrong you know with what I mean? you. I, I think you're tone deaf. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's some to be said for that. He supports all eras, and that's cool. Yeah. But, I mean, I heard about the Maiden fans were pretty much on the same level as Kiss. And I, I, and I learned, but, you know, I held my own. Don't care. I mean, you just got to roll with it, man. I mean, I'm an Oasis fan of metal groups. Come on. I'm a wham I fan in the metal groups. Fucking... <laughs> huh? I'm a wham fan in the metal groups. There you go. Well, that's a little. I can't help you with that one. But... <laughs> well, and also... Duran, one of the greatest debut albums ever. Yes. Mark, on BS, you got to get away from this trying to outthink us. Do what you like. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, but I want exactly. people... I, it's actually albums I love. I'm not picking albums I don't love. There's so many debut... Like Jerry said, we need to do a part two. Yeah, I saved my list so I won't... Maybe I'll pick the ones you picked on the other show, you know? Because there's... Van Halen won. Come on, that is the greatest debut album of all time. But I knew... I disagree. Check it. out the PS Sessions for that episode and you'll find out what my number one was. Yeah, 
you will find out and a lot of those albums i would have picked man you guys had great picks i just want to i just don't want people to go like we all have the same top top 11 that's going to be boring man you gotta you gotta think outside the box and give people a variety hey let's go check out this mark said duran duran let's check dude, it. Let's but when you when you say it's you it's your make your favorite or make the those best are my favorite dude how many favorites do you have of debut albums you have to pick my 11 first, my, my first three have never changed dan Halen, boston and led zeppelin those are basically my three favorite debut albums of all which are great picks yeah but rush wouldn't even be in my my number one Tesla was the best debut album of all time for me at that time. You, you could go uh, next tomorrow, I could say Guns N' Roses, <laughs> you know. No, Tesla, Tesla album's a great album. Come on, man, better than Zeppelin. Of all time. It's not better than Zeppelin, it's not better than Van Halen. You know why? Because it was your favorite. It was in my, I said, whatever, dude. Uh, 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 uh. See? <laughs> Stand up for what you like. I, had, I wanted to get... I had, I'm a producer, goddammit. I wanted to make the show of Give a Variety fucking show, man. I didn't want everybody right. to be boring hey, and pick the I same mean, shit. We both had some in common. You put Night Ranger 5, and I think you like that a lot better than Tesla, and I put Oasis number 5. Wait, no, 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 no. I do not like night ranger better than tesla i don't believe that no no you ask jerry <laughs> ask jerry that it may seem that way charles but i think he does like tesla a little better we first started talking years ago that's all we talked about was tesla yeah. so he, he's right about tesla that. Tesla's my second favorite band of all time except for that fucking abortion shock wait a minute okay was it rush or the beatles or tesla because it was rush and the beatles no rush and the beatles is my number one number two was tesla oh well, that would be number three. Yeah, number three, whatever. <laughs> number three. But I tied them for one because I can't decide because I love them both. But, uh, Either way, I'm just trying to toughen you up for these battles, these internet battles. You gotta. It's like Rocky movies. You know, you're just sparring. That's it. We'll get a montage going for him. I need an that. 80s montage. <laughs> yeah. Roll the montage. <laughs> Dude, that's a great fucking soundtrack. We should do that one day. Rocky Four. Rocky Four. <laughs> Get Eddie on. Oh God, dude, there's no easy way out. Come on, man. Yeah, but it's got good. the best soundtrack, man. Burning Heart by oh, Survivor. Yeah, Survivor Rules. Hey, come on. Did John Cafferty have a song on that, or is that three? I can't remember. I don't know. I love John Cafferty. Good tune. I can't remember the song actually at the moment, but that was, I like the song. So. Rocky Five, they did all that hip hop shit. It was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> yeah. Rocky Five sucked. I don't think Sylvester Stallone had anything to do with that soundtrack because he's a rocker, man. Yeah. <laughs> was his forget. brother? What, his brother was a singer too, right, Frank? Yeah, Frank. he did "Take It Back, Take Me Back," he, and we had a few episodes back that great song off of "Staying Alive." Far from over. Yeah, yeah. that's that makes that man. rules, dude. No. <laughs> Cool. God, I should no. put his debut album on my list. Oh, good God! What a fucking stud Frank Stallone is. Why don't we just get some G Gino Vanilli and call it quits? Didn't put we didn't, nobody put Bon Jovi. You know, you know, it's never you mentioned Gino Vanilli. That's interesting because I think I know what I'm going to do for my next BS session. Oh we'll no, say, we'll save that for later. I hope it's not disco. <laughs> Mark didn't put, look what the cat dragged in. Because it's, 
dude, I, just because I like the albums doesn't mean they're my top 11. You know, these albums I picked could be in my top 11. I took out Zeppelin, freaking uh, uh, Van Halen, and all, and at least five albums I took out, you know, because I, I wanted bad. to put something different. I felt bad. I forgot to put him as an honorable mention. I wouldn't put it as my top 11, but On Through the Night by Proper oh, yeah. Death. Yeah, I almost picked that one, too. That's a great album, man. But I think High and Dry is better. Oh, High and Dry rules. That's why I kind of, like, measured it, you know? Like, wow, this... But come on, listen to the master, dude. And Oh, God, that song rules. Texas Flood by John... Uh, oh, I, I forgot about that one, man. Holy shit, that's great. Nobody picked Jimi Hendrix, did they? You picked Jimi Hendrix. Who picked Jimi Hendrix? Oh, one of the dudes picked Hendrix. No, um, uh, Lou did for an honorable, yeah. I think. Yeah, that's a good one. Oh, by the way, Lou Maps, great, great, great guest. Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. That was awesome. Thanks for doing that. Yeah, I'm, and, try, and, I'm trying to mix it up with BS, dude, and, and this podcast, so. Yeah, man. The Mooger Mooger is, is Keith's bike. When are you going to let me on again? When are you going to let me on again? <laughs> we need to bring the Mooger back on for something. Uh, he's he rules too, but uh, yeah, we need to bring him on something I pick. Yeah, and we'll see if he wants to come back. Well, you let me know. He wants to pick something <laughs> again, but I'm going ah. Well, it's now you have you picked the first album. Now we get to pick albums you got to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. If you're yep. on, you got to do a few we want to do, like Mascara Sue Part Two. <laughs> we still need to get Eric. He's to pick an album because he's never picked an album on this show. He hasn't, but nope. the last time he was on, it was an awesome one. Yeah. It was. Fog Hat Live. You're welcome. Yep. That, More that, people check that fucker out. It's just, it just one download from 100. Uh, God damn, that's an awesome live album. Hey, Underrated. It is. It's one of the best ever. Night Demon's up to 90 now. <laughs> so, it's getting there. It's slowly, getting there. slowly progressing. And I, I just hope when people listen to this that... We give them something they never heard and they want to go check it out. You know, that's what I, I like to share music and like to, I like, I know you guys do too. This is why we do this. We want to talk about things we like. And a lot of times we'll pick something that the other two co-hosts don't like. I'm wondering what you guys will think of this album. Uh, I hope it's fairly thinking, thinking of, by the way, uh, by the way, this thought came to me today. The very first time I've, I, volunteered an album as a co-host i picked something that i knew i wouldn't like and didn't like i am going to challenge my two co-hosts to bring up some albums you know you're not going to like but assume that either one or the other of the other co-hosts will like oh that's what i did with crazy nights <laughs> okay well jerry beat you to it mark oh i i didn't i do one you both hated I don't remember, but I, 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 have, I, I, I have one. I, I actually want to do the new extreme with Mark Dolly on there. <laughs> he may have picked one. He may have picked a shitty album today. You never know. So. Uh, yeah, well, you have a habit of doing that anyway. But I mean, to go explicitly <laughs> in the pick. Hey, no, uh, Bob Seger live. That one was awesome. I got to get the first one, Mark. You remember when my first pick was it Metal Church? Yeah, Metal Church. Yeah. Yeah, good album. Good album. That was with Mike. That was with Mike. What? That's a cool yeah. show. You, hey, Jerry, you got me into Metal Church. Well, cool. You didn't pick Flesh and Blood, Jerry. I did. <laughs> I, one I did pick Flesh and Blood. I did. Uh, and you also one. picked the second one, the first one. <laughs> oh, you, he's picked both Poison episodes. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, look what the cat dragged in. It was very easy for me, so I didn't mind that at all. So. We still got to do open up and say, ah. Oh, my. And the yeah. shitty cup with blues on it that Mark likes so much. <laughs> Wait a minute, though. Native tongue? I didn't pick Ooh, that one. That's not my favorite poison <laughs> album. I like Crack a Smile better. Ooh. Ooh. Crack a we Smile. We got plenty of nine or madness to do. You know, slang. That see, that's where you can get, you can excel, Mark. Right there. Well, the I nine just, just said fucking has has adrenaline has adrenaline been done yet? Uh, no. Well, that'd be a fun one. We do. haven't done on through <laughs> the night either. <laughs> that's a great album. Yeah, yeah it is. We, did, we did high and dry with uh, no. you know, we did no. high. And, we did high and dry we, with Lee and Ralph. That was a good episode. So we could always you, do a remix of that too. Cause. We should do uh, Diamond Star Halos. You know that shit sucks. <laughs> you know it does. <laughs> you just want to get me on record that <laughs> I have to be honest. But <laughs> I am honest. Maybe I like eighty percent of it. Well, maybe. Maybe something maybe. like that. Yeah, but you coming. know that I will hate you. You don't know if Jerry will. Diamond Star Halos. I'm so fucking Louie. Because I knew Mark would love Flesh and Blood. I knew it. Oh, my. Yeah. I knew it. Yeah, that was easy. I liked it more than Bushy. That was weird. Yeah. Oof. But that fucking life goes on. That is terrible. Oh. I think we all hated that song. Yeah. 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 It's really bad. But I, well, anyway, we'll end in today. We're doing Black Country Communion's uh, first album. It has uh, the great Joe, uh, Joe Bonamassa, great blues guitarist. First foray into rock heavy metal, fucking pretty cool. Uh, Glenn Hughes, everybody knows Glenn Hughes from fucking Deep Purple, Sabbath, Mach Three, uh, Mach My Three, yeah, Mach. Deep Purple. Uh, and then you got Jason Bonham, a uh, great drummer. He's doing uh, Jason Bonham's Led Zeppelin Experience. I heard it's pretty good. I heard that singer on some uh, videos, man. He's bald. It looks weird. He sounds like Plant. He's bald. Uh, and then uh, and a key great keyboardist named Derek Sherinian, who was in the original Dream Theater. Uh, yeah, original good, member good of Dream keyboard Theater. player. Yeah, he's better he's than Dizzy Reed. I will admit that. He did some other stuff too, right? Well, he's done lots of stuff. He's in that yeah. other band with uh, with uh, Billy Sheenan and uh, what's that? That guy singer was in Journey, who got fired. He never did an album. Oh, Jeff Scott Soto Jeff or Scott Steve Soto. Yeah, he's in a band with Crazy uh, Night. Crazy Nights. Oh, he was on Crazy Nights? I I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Yeah, so, I mean, he was... Lots of keyboards think, on that nonsense. I though. think it, I think he did some work with Michael Shanker, too, if I remember right. Yeah, he's I think he's been around. He, oh, he's done everything. He He's great, man. He's they're, they're, They've already recorded... This group has already recorded their fifth album. They don't tour much because Joe Bonamassa makes so much money solo. But they do want to tour. They have done a few shows, but Joe is so busy with the schedule, and Jason is busy with his with Sammy in the circle and his uh, Led Zeppelin experience. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, uh, but this album was also produced by a uh, producer nobody fucking likes because he does all the Iron Maidens now. Kevin Caveman Shirley. Kevin Shirley. Yeah, I don't hate Kevin Shirley. He's done some good shit, man. I mean, I know, but 
He was just a rush. I mean, Zeppelin, all kinds of bands. But the you thing, I mean, the fuck. thing with Maiden, he he doesn't produce it by himself. It's always with Steve Harris. So you got to think that Steve Harris is putting it more well, in the direction he wants he, to go. Absolutely, I think yeah. might have happened on this album too. Spoiler alert! Ooh. <laughs> fuck me. All right. Well, this album was uh, where did it fucking chart position? Uh, let's get to that real quick. Uh, uh, all I care about is America. So top rock albums, 18, <laughs> top rock sales, 54, uh, hard rock albums, 19, U.S. top 200, it was 54. Pretty damn good. That was in 2010 when album sales kind of met something back then. Uh, <laughs> so it's pretty cool. Let's get into the, the album, shall we? We get into the first track called Black Country. What do you think about this, Jerry? I just want to say something, man. I mean, what an odd combination of musicians. We got Glenn Hughes, the ultimate metal guy. Bonamassa, the ultimate blues guy. Sherinian, like a prog guy. And then Jason Bonham, the hard-hitting drummer. What an interesting, you know, quartet of musicians here. Let's see how good they are together here. Let's see. The first song, Black Country. Oh, that's a cool bass line opening. I didn't know that Glenn was such a good bass player. He really is. Nobody knows, dude. It's weird. He, they talk about his vocals. Yeah. But the bass I mean, playing is phenomenal. Yeah, let me say Glenn's voice, I mean, is this phenomenal. And and Bonamassa, man, top tier fucking player too. This is a cool tune, man. It kinda of reminds me kinda of has a little Zeppelin feel, a whole lot of love feeling to me. Uh, which is not a bad thing. Uh, we'll start it with three out of five for this one. Yeah, it's like starts off with Glenn slapping that bass hard. This is almost like a thrashy uh song. Uh man, that's uh, Jason is conjuring up his dad on this song. Fuck, man. Glenn can sing. It's, just, it's like when it stops and it goes, ah, well, and he hits those high notes, man. It's like, oh, God, Glenn. And then, boom, boom. It's like they slow it down and it goes, and it comes back in. It's like, this song fucking rules. It has so many twists and turns to it. Fucking great song to start off a debut album by All Stars. What do you think about it, Charles? Well, I mean, I'm typically really iffy on these super groups, man, because you got shitty bands like Damn Yankees or Bad English. <laughs> and, like, albums by groups like Velvet Revolver that don't, ne they don't necessarily age well. So let's see what we got here. Uh, the bass playing, as the kids would say, is absolutely off the chizane here. Uh, Bonamassa's guitar work isn't much to sneeze at as well. For straightforward rock song, not the worst I've ever heard. He's singing as great as usual. I'm going to go ahead and give it a Liam Tambourine. Not too bad. <laughs> I don't think it's the greatest thing I've ever heard, but it's far from the worst. I'm actually a bigger fan of the playing on it than the vocals, for shame. Oh, man, when he just sits that high note. Oh, fucking... I don't know. Glenn, Glenn just like ear candy to me. Then we get to the next song. One last soul. I'll take this one first, Jerry. Now a little groove here to start off this song. So different from the first fucking song. Glenn has to be one of the vocalists, best vocalists of all time. Him and Jason on bass and drums are in the pocket together. They're just fucking grooving on this thing. Bonamassa, man, he's channeling some Jimmy Page on this song. And this is the way the keyboard should be done. Derek Sherinian adds to the song, does not overpower it. It's a great one-two punch. What do you think about it, Jerry? I just want to say I've only heard this album twice, and my opinions about it may change the more I listen to it, but this is how I stand now. One Last Soul, 
Uh, it felt strange, Riff, in my opinion. Uh, I, I just heard this type of song a thousand times, though. I expect better from these guys on this song. It's generic and boring to me. Even Joe Solo isn't his up to his standards. Way, this song is way below these guys. One out of five. I did not care for this one at all. What do you think about it, Star? Yeah, well, damn. I don't know what the hell is going on here, man. Extremely generic sounding. I mean, he sings it well, but... You know, this one comes across like a Survivor outtake, or... Like, it could have been on an action sequence on Hulk Hogan's show, Thunder in Paradise. <laughs> uh, way too try hard to be like jazz fusion or something to my ears, and... I do enjoy well-played shit, like Coliseum 2, and uh, this Joe Cat is a fine guitarist, but he is not a Gary Moore, uh, to my ears. Hugh's singing is about the only redeeming thing about this song, and uh, but I would still label it generic, try-hard rock. Give me Liam's tambourine back now, damn it. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be super critical of these guys, because all four of these guys... Should this could be a master fucking class album in my opinion? So well, I'm gonna you be should listen to the second, third, and fourth album. You might. I'll, 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 I'll get to what we're doing this album. Yeah. Okay. And then we get to uh, the Great Divide. Go ahead, Jerry. Great Divide. I'll shut my paper down. Hold on. Let me see here. Great Divide. Got a pretty cool, heavy opening. Then it goes to the slow, kind of marauding tempo. Then it builds up a little bit and starts to rock. Um, the bass is cool, but all in all, I just feel like, again, this is below these guys. I mean, it's okay. It's better than the last song. I'm going to give it a two out of five. Oh, man. All right. Some hard hard rock blues going on here. Glenn has so much range, can go high and low, can sound sweet and harsh. This song has it all with Derek on that organ, man. This is fucking ear candy. Such a groove. Bonamassa is singing them sweet leads. You get... And then you guys give Jason Bonham shit because he plays with Sammy. I hope you like him on this album because he's kicking ass. What do you think about it, Charles? I've barely even heard him other than just laying down a basic beat so far. Uh, the opening guitar is so not my bag. It, it sounds like stuff that starts guitar channels on YouTube that you like check out for lessons. I check them out all the time, so that's... <laughs> exactly what it sounds like i'm not saying i could do that but it's still not my thing it goes into a song that while better than one last soul that's like comparing the new gnr song perhaps to the other bullshit they put out in recent years like i could see ipa drinkers get into this you know wearing docker shorts and being like yeah dude i like rock man listen to this i was told this album flows well, guess what else does? Diarrhea. <laughs> Black Country so far, <laughs> sit on the toilet. You know, the <laughs> and One Last Soul is when it starts flowing, and this continues that flow. Not my bag, baby. All righty, then. We get to Down Again, Jerry. All right, Down Again. This is much fucking better than the last two. Down and dirty, man. Full of some cool tasty chops and great vocals, man. A lot of fog hat Nazareth sounding, you know, in my opinion. On roids. Now we're cooking. This is Joe and Glenn at their best, man. Four out of five. All right. And then uh, if you like Purple and Zeppelin, this is a hybrid band. Came out in 2010. Makes you feel like you're 
listen to something from the 70s and this fucking rules uh fucking derek is going off in oregon uh everyone talks like I, we said early talks about his vocals but listen to the bass on this fucking album god damn playing it playing on this album my god it's amazing i'm i'm putting them up there with, i'm putting glenn up there with giddy lee fucking and fucking uh what's the guy's name from uh black sabbath uh, geezer 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 i put them up there with him man this guy is so underrated on the bass it's criminal um uh, then nobody really and joe could play some killer leads in the context of this song man if you notice when he goes into a lead it's going into the beat of the song the song does not stop for him to start a lead like motley Crue. so it this is fucking awesome i love this song what do you think about it charles no i know i've been harsh so far especially in the the previous two, the opener was okay. But I will say on this one, the playing is very good on it overall, technically. Uh, way beyond anything I could ever do, but this is why I'm iffy on super group music. The songs just sound like everyone's trying to get their shit in. Glenn sings it fine as usual. This is, you know, a bit closer to the opener to me. Pretty cool riff. But I didn't need those keyboards. Except on the playout. Again, though, this isn't my style at all. But it didn't like Ron Keel horrible. But I can see people <laughs> clamor for this, you know, being all excited for, like, L.A. Guns. Technically fine, but absolutely hollow with no, no feel other than Hughes singing. And the playout is pretty cool. So guess what? I'm going to give it a bonehead pick on this. That's right. A deep oasis fucking reference there. Uh, so not, not bad. All right, and we get to the next song, uh, "Beggar Man," which Charles picked. So here's "Beggar Man" on the Freeform Rock Podcast. <laughs>
right, Charles, you picked Beggar Man. Yeah, man. I mean, I'd, I'd never heard of this album, so I just picked something. Um, uh, did I pick well? Uh, hell, I don't even know. Uh, I will say the guitar in the beginning is what I'm about. Uh, that's way more like it. Overall, it's way more to my liking. Other than I do get this as an attempt to appease the Hughes Deep Purple fans. I personally would have deleted those keyboards. I don't think it's needed. I think it lacks an integrated sound with keyboards I can get with when they are used. But overall, this song's a bit more to my taste. Don't hear anything that blows my mind, but it does have some great guitar work, and Hughes bass playing and singing is great. I'm a bit underwhelmed so far with Jason Bond's drumming on the tracks. I have yet to hear anything mind-blowing on that end, but this song is all right to me. All right, Jerry. Beggar Man, what do you think of this track? Beggar Man, let me see here, man. This has got a pretty cool, awesome Hendrix-style opening, in my opinion, uh, by Joe. Really cool. I think finally Jason shows up on this song. That being said, man, there's nothing really spectacular or memorable about it. Uh, memorable about it, excuse me. Just misses the mark, man. Like I said, these guys, man, are too talented to do something so, you know, mediocre, in my opinion. Uh, but like, again, it's not horrible, but I'm still very disappointed, man. I give this a two out of five. All right, man. So then uh, what I think about it, some killer guitar playing starting off this song with Bonamassa. Sounds like a Lost Led Zeppelin song, man. That was, man, Glenn is just fucking singing his ass off to these riffs, and the groove is fucking amazing. Jason and Glenn, just listen to those bass line and the drums when Joe is going off. Uh, man, it's like they're, they're playing in sequence, and then Joe's doing this lead, and it is just fucking amazing fucking track, man. And then we get to the next song, Song of Yesterday.
Sorry for interrupting the podcast. I just want to take a second to thank all of you for listening. Please take a second to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Podbean and join the Freeform Rock Podcast community on Facebook. Now, back to the show. All right, man, that was the song I picked, Song of Yesterday. Uh, so I go first on this. Oh, now we got some Bonamassa on some lead vocals, man. This is what he does with his blue albums. If you haven't heard any of Joe Bonamassa blue albums, you're missing out. If you like Stevie Ray Vaughan and all those cats, you should love Joe Bonamassa solo. Those keyboards, man, I love them. And the orchestrations, this reminds me of fucking Cashmere. It's fucking awesome. Then Glenn comes in. I love the dual lead vocals when he's singing background with Joe. Fucking sweet fucking blit harmonies. The song is just kicking ass. Just listen to Bonamassa going off on those leads. They're like sweet ear candy to my ears. This song rules. Jerry. Song of yesterday. Um, it's got a cool, slow opening. I like it, man. It sounds good, man. I even like the sense. Some great, good drumming in this one. And flow, I guess it's really cool, slow, moderate part that I dig. This is Joe Mono, but outside his best, man. This is heartfelt playing. A lot of emotion into his play. And he's a great singer as well, man. Phenomenal, man. The last few minutes of the song rocks pretty well, dude. This is actually so far... The best song on the album. I'm going to give us a five out of five, man. Yeah, that's why I had to pick it first. Because <laughs> it's my pick. Charles, what do you think about it? Well, against me, I wouldn't have known what to pick anyway. Uh, but at this point, so far from what I've heard, this is the best track on the album. Uh, Jason Barnum, thank you for finally <laughs> stepping up and playing some on this motherfucker here. I get a bit of a Zep feel, so I guess it makes sense. Now, these are the type of keyboards I can get with Mark. If you listen to the one where I was critical, it just felt like he was just putting at the end just so you hear him. This one actually integrated with the music, and I can get with that, man. Uh, when I saw the track time, I was like, oh, shit. But then I heard the song way more like it. It actually sounds like a band performance. You know what I mean? Like, not people just trying to, like, oh, here's my guitar. Here, listen to my guitar. Here, listen to my bass. Poor Jason Bonham just laying down basic Peter Chris beats. He finally got to spread out a little bit. Perhaps it, it was because it was co-wrote by the producer in Bonamassa. And I think the producer's input helped here. Not the greatest stuff I've ever heard, but it's actually a pretty cool song. One of the best pure track uh, band tracks I've heard thus far. So they can keep Bonehead's pick and add a pair of Izzy Shades to this one. <laughs> Best one I've heard at this point on the album. Kudos to Bonamassa. Yes. Nice. So then we get to the next song, uh, No Time. What do you, I'll, I'll go first on this one. Uh, love the drums on this one. Jason is going off. Love how they bring it down real quick, then right back up, and then jam. The break goes on in, into his Zeppelin orchestrations, keyboards, fucking rules, a fucking curveball in the middle of this song. This song, this is out. This song and album are perfect so far. What do you think about it, Jerry? Oh, unlike the last song, this is again nothing standoutish, man. To me, it sounds like bad grunge, in my opinion, man. Super, super disappointing. It's got these weird synths in it; they just don't work. Again, I'm giving this two out of five is, uh, you know, is, uh, you know, 
high as I can go on this song, dude. I, I listened to this song twice in a row to see, can this song really be that bad? And it was, man. Just couldn't get into it, dude. What do you think about it, Charles? God damn, man. We're back to the land of generic rock again. I mean, he's singing is good, but he's an awesome singer, so good. And I will say at least Bonham brings some pretty good drums, but other than that, even the guitars are interesting. I mean, I have no time for this generic rock shit, and really, I'm not a fan of that synthesized orchestra shit in there, man. There's a real orchestra in there. Well, E, okay, it sucked even worse then. Way <laughs> bad here. I'll be taking that pick and glass back now. Thank you. All right. I got nothing. Yeah, because uh, Jeff Bava was the orchestration. Bova or whatever. Yeah, his name is. That is the worst part of the song. My right. <laughs> I like that part. And then we get to, uh, they did a cover of uh, Glenn Hughes' first band, uh, Trapeze. The song is called Medusa. What do you think about it, Jerry? Uh, again, I just want to say, man, these are fucking top-tier players, all four of them. So that's why I am fucking critical of these guys. I mean, okay, Medusa. Oh, man, this starts out with some promise. It really does. But then goes right back into mediocrity, man, during the heavier parts, man. The slow parts are kind of what saves anything good about this song. Um... Again, two out of five is generous, man. Cannot get into it, man. It had some promise, but it just fell short, man. What do you think about it, uh, Charles? Oh, wait, my turn. Uh, well, I can do it. All right, go I can ahead. Go. Yeah, as you noted, a uh, cover of the Trapeze song from the yeah. 1970s. And uh, you got to love when artists cover their own shit, right? <laughs> I mean, Jesus, can you be more egotistical? Uh for my money, I think the original is better. But, I mean, this one has a more modern feel to it. I really think it was unnecessary to put this cover on the song. I did like the original better. But if you want to hear a newer version with more bells and whistles, with mod modern production, go ahead. Not the worst cover I've ever heard, but really unnecessary in the grand scheme of things. It seems a bit vain, in my opinion. Uh, perhaps Hughes didn't like the original, I guess. I, I thought it was a bit more organic sounding, the trapeze version. Now, I mean, this is okay, but it's nothing to go ape shit over. Yeah, I, I like the original version better, and trapeze is a band I've been, I was been bugging the other guy, uh, Lee, to review for a long time also. The album Medusa. But, um, this is, a, like we all said, it's a cover from his first band. When Glenn started uh, trapeze, he was 16. Although they changed their name with this band, was originally called Finders Keepers, then they changed it to Trapeze. Uh, if you ever heard the Trapeze version, yes, it's better than this one. I like it, uh, but this version is worth your time. It's fucking epic as fuck. You got Joe Bonamassa, Jason Bonham, Derek Sherinian on this song. There's no need to describe it. Well, I guess you guys did, but I fucking love it. It, it rules. The Trapeze version is far superior. Because I like the raw production on it. I like raw production. I don't like, even though I do like Hysteria and Lang's production on stuff he's done. I, I do with the rock. If Def Leppard was a rock band, like a hard rock band, then I wouldn't like it. But they went to their pop side, which is cool with me. But um, I like the song, man. But I think the Trapeze version, go check out Medusa by uh, Trapeze if you want to hear the, and then compare it yourself. But let's get to the next song, Revolution in Me, Jerry, and you picked this one, right? 
Yeah. So here we go. Revolution to me on the Freeform Rock Podcast.
right. That was revolution to me, Jerry. Oh, man, this is a good team, man. I, I mean, Joe Bonamassa's leads are incredible on this album. I really like this song. Um, I think I said sounds a little bit like some old Argent or something like that, man. Finally, something worthy of these guys, man. It's got some, I even like the keyboards intermixed with the cool hardening riffs. Everything works on this song, man. It's a cool band effort, man. This is a five out of five for me, man. I really, really, really like this song. It seems like the songs you really like are from Bonamassa had a hand in the lyrics so far. Song that, of Yesterday, that, and this one is totally yeah, Bonamassa. Could be yeah. it, yeah. Yeah. So you probably like his solo stuff, man. I do like his solo stuff. Right on. So then uh, Rev the revolution in me, man. Back to Bonamassa singing lead. Him and Glenn have voices that are fucking ear candy together. Glenn comes in, and since his background is fucking amazing, those harmonies. This yeah. one reminds me of a purple a little. Joe Bonamassa is fucking jamming on the fucking leads. Fucking godly. It hasn't went south for me yet. You guys are very critical of this album. I, I guess I lived with this since 2010. So I've listened to it a lot more than you guys. So maybe that's why. Maybe you guys need 100 listens. <laughs> Brainwash you guys. But no, you guys will probably keep the same opinions. I just think it jams. And then we get to track 10. Stand at the burning... Let's let go. Oh, go ahead, Charles. My bad. Bonamassa's song. And like his previous one, did, he's on the vocals. And, uh, call me crazy. Which, by the way, you wouldn't be the first one to do that. But I kind of think uh, Bonamassa had a better feel for crafting original songs that make this band shine. Uh, this, again, is one of the better tracks as far as how the whole band sounds. The keyboards work well. Derek Sherenian co-wrote it. Really decent song overall. Great guitar solo. I think perhaps Bonamassa should have wrote more of the songs. It seems like the Hughes songs lack the band cohesion. Now, I understand they wrote and recorded this album quickly due to other commitments. So maybe that's why the Hughes song lacked the tightness you hear on the Bonamassa songs. I quite enjoyed this one. Well, Hughes said that he, he already had like four to five songs written that he brought to the band for this album. So before they started, he was already starting on this album. So I probably the second album is more cohesion if you're looking for that. Where they both, I think they had more hand in writing lyrics together. So, yeah, I think they wrote this in what four or five days. I mean, yeah, recorded they, it in like four or five or days. Yeah, I'm looking at it more than the lyrics. I'm looking at it as how the music sounds. And yeah, me too. A lot of the other tracks is more like, listen to me, listen to me. Like, oh, I'm a star, I'm a star. Well, Bonamassa had a, a hand in most of these songs on the musical side too. Yeah, but not on a writing credit. Oh, he got writing credit for the music. Uh, everything uh, from, is Bonamassa uh, except Beggar God Man. Wikipedia's lying. Yeah. Well, everything is Bonamassa except for three songs. Uh, well, I, I don't know. I, I know that we'll get into it, but I think they rushed this album far too much, in my opinion. But we'll see. All right. Now we get to stand at the burning tree. Uh, Jerry? Oh, boy, these last three songs are fucking long. <laughs> um, it's, not, it's not bad. It's one of the better vocals by Glenn, in my opinion. It's got a really nice flow and groove to it. 
It's not bad again. Derek Sherinian's keyboards are excellent again. And we say it every song, but, you know, Joe is just a master fucking player. My only problem with Joe Bonamassa is he needs to put that Les Paul down to pick up a strat. But other than that, he's a great fucking guitarist. Um, this is a three out of five. This is a little better, man. So I disagree, by the way. <laughs> uh, you guys are talking shop talk. So what's the difference between a Les Paul and a strat? Uh, shorter scale length. Uh... Longer on a fend on a strat, bolt on neck on a strat, easier to work on a strat. Um, Les Paul typically has uh, uh, what are they? The damn pickups, Jerry. You know what I'm talking about? Humbuckers. Yeah, okay. humbuckers. You got single coils. This gets too deep, Mark. Way uh, too deep. All right, we'll get to the next song. And, uh, yeah, we get to. Uh, like, oh, the big difference is a Les Paul is a better shredder guitar than a Fender Strat is. You can play faster on a Les Paul. Thicker neck, though. Yeah. All right, so I'll get to my review on this song. Uh, Stand at the burning tree. Uh, listen to Jason's cymbals on this album. They're so fucking crisp and clear. It reminds me of the Police. Uh, Stuart, <laughs> Co Stuart Copeland's kind of. You know how Stuart Copeland's <laughs> cymbal playing. Was like really crisp. That's the first on the Freeform Rock podcast. The symbols. Are, were they the finger symbols? Or like the. Dude, the symbol. Oh, oh, okay. You you're a, you, you're a huge police fan, right? I wouldn't say huge. I like them. You know, Stuart Copeland's mostly his great playing is on the symbols. I agree. Yeah, that's you, what I'm comparing it to. Symbols? Really? I love the symbols, man. They sound okay. clear, man. We'll keep on going. Symbols. Symbol. The symbols. I've said this before on other reviews that I, I compared. When I hear great symbol playing, I compare it to Stu Copeland of the Police. So uh, what if Keith Moon? He didn't rock them symbols. Well, he did. All right. Who 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 judges people on their symbol playing? Well, yeah. <laughs> Jason. Well, I, I I know John Bonham didn't play symbols that much. He's just banging his shit, dude. Compare. Hey. Hey, but he, that's true, dude. He was a caveman on those drums, man. He was not a fucking caveman. That means good. He was a strong drummer. Caveman. He was loud, but he was very technical and loud. Yes, at the same he was time. the greatest drummer to ever lived. Absolutely. God well, bless him. That, that's Neil Peart, but we could talk about no, that's John Bonham. Oh, no. No, no, no. You're outnumbered by two here, buddy. I don't care. Do you care when you're outnumbered by Mark, two, Charles? Mark, yeah, Mark, Mark's like nothing new there. Nothing new there, man. <laughs> I, I am the I am the peon on this show, ladies you and gentlemen. You know you like Ricky Rocket best. You know that. God but damn. What? One of the best drummers is fucking Aerosmith's drummer, Joey Kramer, man. Really good. Great drummer. What about a dude who was in uh, White Snake? Uh, oh, Tommy Aldridge? Tommy Aldridge Tom is awesome. Aldridge. Yeah, awesome drummer. See, I'm bringing it back around. You know, before you get back into your review, some people say how oh, Vinnie Vincent saved Kiss. Why does nobody ever say Eric Carr? Because he died. I don't know. Isn't Eric Carr more important, Jerry? I, yeah, I, I guess so, but uh, I don't know, man. It's... It really does say Vinnie Vincent saved Kiss, but don't give... Eric Carr has never got any credit anyway. He it's should. Like a, it's like the fucking day he died, guess who died later on during the day. That's a typical Eric Carr, you know, career, that you know what I mean? awesome drummer. Even, so in death, he, even in death, the poor guy couldn't enjoy it, you know what I mean? Because Freddie Murphy yeah. died a couple yeah, hours Yeah, I like later. Revenge. 
Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I thought that Eric Singer was on Revenge. So. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Well, well, people I like know. Crazy Nights. I like Crazy Nights. Well, people think Revenge is such a great album because the prior bile that they, you know, did before, <laughs> that album, of course, you is going to sound You don't better. like Asylum? No, I'm talking about Crazy Nights and Hot in the Shade. Oh, okay. But Asylum was yeah. good. No, Asylum was good. Yes, I didn't mind Asylum. Not the but, clothes. You know, uh, the clothes, they look like... So it's like, I, I get I get why people say Revenge is better because after dealing with those two shitty albums... Well, I like, like Domino, man. I'm especially, especially, especially when you heard fucking Unholy, it's like, oh yeah, man, now we're fucking cooking. But then you listen to the rest of the album. It's Domino's my favorite song off that album. Didn't that's, Unholy uh, too. That song sucks. Heart of Chrome and, and Unholy are like the only two songs I like off it. No. What's that, the one about mud flaps? <laughs> Uh, the fat shit song. How do you kiss to kiss <laughs> like spinal tap bite? It's really bad. It was on a spit. Oh, I like oh, spit. Yeah. Oh. What, what, I like that he spit to me. I like that song, man. And take take it off, and every time well, I, I like look at you, just every time I just wanna. Well, we just we oh, just God. reviewed revenge for you, so there you go. Yeah, it sucks. Except Mark loves it, so you know it sucks. <laughs> But back to your review, Mark. Back to my review. I'm on a stand at the Burning Tree, right? Yeah. Uh, the production on this album is awesome. I know you guys, well, Jerry doesn't hate the caveman, Kevin Shirley. Uh, but, man, the last six Maiden albums, he's a great producer, man. Like I said earlier, I think that he gets a lot of shit because Steve Harris takes him in the wrong direction. And he's the boss. You got to listen to Steve Harris. You know, he's the co-producer on all those Kevin Shirley albums. Has a lot of control over the production. But, man, this is great, man. This is a killer crew. If you ain't shaking your booty to the song, I don't know what's wrong with you. This fucking Shaking loose. your booty? Yeah, it's got a fucking groove to it, man. John, this is like John Lord's type fucking organ here. Drop it like it's hot, Mark Olden Taylor. Yeah, I'm going to get up right now and do some twerking to this fucking yeah. music, dude. <laughs> Damn, you're Miley the Cyrus. I slapping them man titties. He's just getting down. He's just getting crazy in the house. See, see, ladies and gentlemen, I am the peon on this show, even though I do almost you everything. Said it. That's you okay. Said that booty. <laughs> so, Charles, what do you think of this? Are you shaking? <laughs> Are you grabbing your man tits on this song? I don't have them. <laughs> uh, Back to Glenn Hughes again, and uh, other than his singing, which is good, should be, really generic sounding again in my ears. I mean, the people that dig this, hey man, like Mark, I know you're always like singing, but don't you attack other songs that the singing's good, but the song sucks? Don't you usually? Yeah, but these are good lyrics and the singing. Oh, I mean, yeah, well, yeah, judge music by singing and lyrics. And I think people that do will love this. And music also? Uh, no. Uh, extremely well sung, boring, direct to my ears. Does actually have a cool keyboard solo on it. But man, we're hitting the land of Velvet Revolver as far as nothing what stands the fuck is out. What's wrong with Velvet Revolver? I love that. Does it stand the taste of time? The test of time is dated. And Dude, Slither rules, man. What? Okay, one song. No, but that this... whole album is like fucking rules. The second one, not as good. Uh huh. But this is not as shitty as Bad English, which is definitely a Team Mark <laughs> album. So, uh, Just good, don't job, me, guys, for out... good job for outshining Bad English. 
Good job. Just forget me not. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Fucking bad English. You know, I'm Stop. never, never going to see you smile. <laughs> no. Fuck that guy. I got to tell you a quick little bad English story to tell you. We were actually going to go see them live, and we got into a fucking car accident and hit my head real bad. I was at the doctor's. It's like somebody did not want me to go see that bad English concert. So I thank the person who I ran into. I thank the person who I ran into that night. Jerry, <laughs> so, uh, go watch that John Waite de- documentary. The guy is a fucking... No, 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 no. He is John Liam Gallagher, no, no, no. dude. He is totally Nolan Liam yeah, Gallagher. I know Charles was in a, you know, a baby's fan or probably, probably not even a, a, a fan of him, any John Waite fan anyway, right, Charles? No. But I, I don't mind his solo stuff. I don't mind some of the stuff with the babies. I think it's a little pretentious, a little of it, but it's, it's okay. But uh, I don't. I'm not a complete hater of John Wayne. Well, what I'm saying is that I saw the John Wayne documentary. That guy is a fucking asshole. He's like fucking Nolan Liam Gallagher, but one guy. <laughs> so, well, that's all. But, but he sucks. He doesn't. So it's suck. a kind of painting. Does he's got one of the greatest rock voices, man? It's just a mean fucking guy with a shitty voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Liam has a great. Voice. He, yeah. And people say Jonathan Cain's got the, the the punchable face, but John Wade's got a punchable face. Yeah, and I'm I'm not a violent person at all. I think did I need to change, watch, man. Did you watch on Friday night videos? I'm not missing. I ain't missing you at all, yes. Mark. Cry yourself to sleep. <laughs> hey, you guys are into wrestling. You guys are into wrestling, right? Yeah, I was watching wrestling instead of John. What Wade movie was that with Matthew Modine and that hot chick? Vision Quest? Vision Quest. Yeah, Vision that soundtrack that rules. That's amateur wrestling. <laughs> that soundtrack is better than Rocky IV. Maybe, but I mean... I don't, I don't have to look at that soundtrack. I know it's well, a Journey It's got Madonna it. crazy on you. It's got uh, Journey, Only the Young, John Waite, Change. It's got great songs on there, man. It's in as good as Karate Kid. You're the best around. No one's ever gone to put me down. You know what? Know. You know what? Also, a good song. I think it was on Karate Kid Part Two. Is Survivor? It's a moment of truth. That's awesome, but not like the glory of love. Peter uh, Satir. You know what? Oh. I, I do. I do get wet for that song. I love that song. There you go. Oh my. Yeah. Okay. I might get a little. Yeah, and my, my female side comes on that song, man. That song rules. What a voice. And God also, damn. the last time I that what the next time I fall in love with uh, what's her name. A great song too. Yeah, you like that? I don't mind it. I, I actually the only share song I like is the one she did with him. That was share. Oh, that was no. a Christian rocker girl. Yeah, Amy Grant. Amy Grant. Yeah, that was her first foray. Yeah, and no, he did a song with Cher too. He did. Yeah. Fuck that song. I don't like Cher. I don't mind it. I, I don't hate Cher. Hey, you used to spank it to turn back time. You know you. No, did. no, no, no. I was never attracted to Cher. First, she wasn't a blonde. First, she didn't have. Second, she didn't have nice boobs. So I wasn't. I was looking at. Uh, you didn't like the, the girl tats from Baywatch. <laughs> you didn't like the tats on the ass. You didn't no, like the the no. rat. Nicole Egbert was better looking than Cher. Yeah, yeah. Cher got more money. Blonde and she's not blonde and big boobs. I, 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 I agree with Charles on that one, man. She's pretty hot in that video. Oh yeah. God, she she and, fucking uh, went on the navy ship and just fucking fuck. 
She prayed. Did those, did, those, did those guys look disrespected in that video? <laughs> no. Do you, no, do you know who looks? Do, you know who's disrespected? All of music for that fucking song. Believe that introduced auto tune and in T Pain. Oh, well, T Pain got the fucking yeah. wrath of that, and Cher's the one who invented that shit. Yeah. We're gonna have, coming soon, folks. Sunny and Cher on oh, Freeform Rock. <laughs> you, you know what? I got you, You know what? I'm proud of this show because. We ain't afraid to turn on our turn in our man cards and fucking review a Taylor Swift album. <laughs> so, I don't think that's a man card. That's like just being like finally being of the times. That's like the biggest shit on the planet right now. She's outsold Van Halen all eras. Okay, so you want to do that One Direction next? <laughs> She's outsold them. One Direction. What's that Korean K-pop shit? Never heard. She's of outsold them. She's like, outsold. What, now, what dude. is that Korean K-pop shit though? I that would know. be uh and BTK BTS yeah BTS BTS or all BTS. the chicks at work love BTS and I'm like I okay. don't care about that. I'm, she is outsold all of them, probably combined. Yes. Hey, I she's mean, American. There you go. This motherfucker sold 110 million albums in an era that nobody buys physical media. That's 110 awesome. million. And you know, I was wondering before this tour that she was in, is she just huge in America? But she's selling yeah. out three or four nights in all these fucking cities around the world, dude. So yeah. You know, respect huge. to her. I've said it before. It's not our shit. Well, Jerry likes it more than us. Oh, by the way, Gabby said Jerry was nice on the episode. <laughs> I wasn't? No, you said you fall asleep during her review. She's pissed at you. I wasn't falling asleep at, on her. <laughs> yeah, I was falling right. asleep well, on the I, album. I went to her for knowledge of the album. I had a question with one of the songs. I said, look, you know, this is a song where the guy is supposed to be sticking the words, right? And she talked Why about am I it. always the bad guy? What do I Because you, you know, are. Huh? Because <laughs> you are. Because I give my are. opinions. <laughs> Nobody you, like, you like in and out. In and out burger. What a burger sucks, dude. God, <laughs> even people who live in Texas say they're so happy to uh, have In and Out there. It's it's not worth waiting an hour and fifteen minutes for it. That's just for sure. What a burger. No, I would rather get White Castle over there. Oh, I would do. Oh, I love White Castle. And yeah, Crystals. Crystals is not fucking White Castles. Okay. No. So you need to tell your daughter I wasn't falling asleep on her talking. I was falling asleep on the album because it was so damn long. I know. I said that. Uh, Let's get back. So to the she's beginning. mad at me. Did you do your stand? Oh, she's not job? mad at you. Oh, okay. Did you send her that song I told you to send her? <laughs> uh, stand at the she, bridge. She already sent her some of that bullshit, and yeah, she was like, "Whatever." I have sent. I forgot was, to tell her about uh, Lizzie Hale. Nine, nine, nine arm playing with Taylor Swift. I wanted her opinion on that one. I hated it, but uh. Well, of course. What do you think about stand? Did you say stand at the British Tree? It. It's like crappy. It's better in bad English. All right. All right. Then we get to Sister Jane, Jerry. Oh, Sister Jane. Again, another long song, but not as long, not as, long as uh, the previous and the next. It's still pretty long, man. This definitely need to shorten some of these tunes. I think really? Be more better. Um, Listen to Floyd. This, well, there's a, there's a, never mind, I'll get, uh, I must say about the thing that I talked to you about the Floyd thing. It's got a very ACDC-like chorus right here, maybe, kind of, maybe, I don't know, which isn't a bad thing. 
Uh, and there we go with some fucking spoken words again in songs, dude. But, you know, this time around, I didn't mind the spoken words. There's only a few of them. It's not bad. But like, again, you need to shorten these fucking songs out a little bit. But, you know, with all that being said, it's not a horrible song. I give it a three out of five. Let me go. Have you ever told Pink Floyd to shorten their songs? Let me go. Between that, because there's stories behind Pink Floyd. Let me. Yeah, let me go, Mark. Part of Pink Floyd are the theatrics of Pink Floyd. Pink Floyd is the only group that can get away with doing long songs. Rush. Opinion. Rush. Pink Floyd is Rush. Rush, Pink Floyd, and yes. Just Pink Floyd. Uh, Jerry agrees with yes. Whichever, but Pink Floyd is the ultimate prog band. I agree. Nothing better. Well, no, no, no. Uh, well, because Rush goes away from Prague a lot, so that's cool. I get it. I do share. I do enjoy these shared vocals between Joe and Glenn. But again, man, just some generic sounding shit. I want to like it more than I do. As I hear some things I would like. But at this point in the album, oh man, I mean, and we're towards the end. I'm just not feeling it. It's like people that dig this were excited over Greta Van Fleet when they first came out. No, Which I tried to be. Asshole. That didn't work for me either. A filler track, but not the worst I've ever heard. But that's the problem. It's not the best I've ever heard. Go listen to Mach 3 or Joe on his own. That's why these super groups are always hit and miss to me. It's okay. It did have a slight who feel on the breakdown section, but just nothing outstanding. By the way, we need to do some Mach Three. Um, we need to do some who? Yeah, we need to do some. Well, be- I think I think we did uh, next, and that was it. Uh, so yeah, we got a lot of who to do. Uh, we got a lot of Beatles to do still, but I want to save those. Uh, I don't want to like fucking blow our load. Um, Man, I love the co-lead vocals on this with Bonamassa and Hughes. Fucking love these guys when they sing sing together. Loving when Joe and Jason are going off. He's hitting that lead. Jason's pounding them drums. Listen to that organ, man. Eric is just fucking jamming in the middle. Fucking this fucking rules. It's amazing. I and there's a little Floydish leads in here. Did you notice that? Little David Gilmore sounding in here. Uh, you know, uh, some of Joe Bonamassa's stuff. If you listen to him. There is kind of a David Gilmore feel in some of his leads. So I don't know if he's inspired by him or not at all, but there is a little Gilmore in Bonamassa. So that don't surprise me. So. Yeah, so right now this album is 11, 11 for me. Now we get to the last bit of some. See, man, we're only an hour into this show. It's not the three-hour epic of Taylor Swift. So <laughs> you motherfuckers better do the video. All right, we get the last song, Too Late for the Sun, Jerry. Uh, another long one. Again, if this was short, it'd be a really good tune, I think. Um, these, I'm just going to say this. I mean, these guys are top-end fucking players, dude. World-class. This song here showcases each member in its own way, and I really do like this song. It's a great album ender. And it's written by every member of the band, I think. Even the producer has yeah. got some writing critics on this one. Maybe they should have done more like this. I don't know, but this is a good tune, dude. I mean, I'll give it a four out of five to end it, and I'll give the whole album a three out of five. Ooh. It's horrible. All right, they're into this album. Fucking, <laughs> just fucking great. I like the sound of Jason pounding the drums on there. Derek, Derek is jamming. Like, and this band is fucking flawless. I think the second album is better, Jerry. 
Alright. I'll do I do love this album. I think they get a little bit they start working they know how to work together on the second album. So this is like their first you know, jump into this shit, but they are really good. I heard They're not they're not terrible, man. I'm not saying they're terrible at all. It's mediocre. This uh, album I don't think it's I think it's really good. Just I don't know what was coming out in two thousand ten, but I think this was really good in 2010. Have you ever heard of it, uh, the band with uh, Glenn Hughes, uh, Jason Bonham, and that one dude who produces the Ozzy albums on guitar? Um, Andrew Watt called California Breed. I think you guys will like that one better. It's more Zeppelin purple, like harder. It's like a three-piece band. It's really good. Uh, and then Andrew Watt went to shit after that album. But uh, I like this song. What do you think about it, uh, Charles? Oh man, uh, we end with the duet between Bonamassa and Hughes, and hell, why not, man? Go out with an eleven-minute-plus song, and also let's go out with some more generic-sounding, boring crap. At this point, I'm even tired of hearing Glenn's great voice. It's annoying at this point. Plotting, nothing moving other than a pretty good guitar solo. But only, in the end, I could just only recommend this to people that know nothing about good rock music. Unless you settle for generic boring music, then this album is your jam. Ha. I know what I'm going to pick one day. <laughs> but I give it, if he gave it three, I give it like one and a half. Oh, wow. Oof. I, I, I go 12 for 12 bong rips on this one. Uh, I like well, it. I think the second album's a lot better. Dude, I, I appreciate you bringing this to me. I like listening to new stuff, man. I'm not shitting on your pick. I was surprised that you didn't like it, Jerry. I, I kind of thought I, Charles would be the contrarian was, on this one. I was kind of surprised, though. Oh, you stole that from my daughter, by the way. Huh? It's mediocre, man. It's no, just, I literally didn't like it that much. Yeah, you like did. I said, with, like I said, with these four guys, man, I expected it be something. better than this. Yeah. That was my only. If it was listen four Afterglow and listen to part uh, two. If it was four, if it was four, if it was four unknown musicians. I probably would have liked it better. But man, I'm not saying that. you need to listen to it if you want to go listen to the. Those other no, no, I'm, not, I'm just saying it doesn't inspire me to want to hear more. If it's yeah, it's just generic. But hey, I believe in timestamps, and right now I've been in a punk mood and just you know quick songs and this and that so maybe down the road it'll hit me different maybe Do you like minor threat mm, maybe i don't know i don't remember i've heard of minor threat but i don't remember anything minor threat from gazi fugazi fugazi yeah eh, maybe you like old bad religion oh i love old bad religion yeah all right how you like Hell be any Bell? worse? I love that. You like Richard song. Bell? Yeah, man. They went kind of like like <laughs> green, went, yeah, man. They went like green, they went Bell? Green Dayish in the uh, what two thousands when they had that one song, you know. And I have no interest in that. No, green the Day. old stuff is old, like one minute punk song. So Green oh. Day. Yeah, like how could Hell be any worse? You should check. You should check out that album. You don't need to. But, you should uh, check out the Dead Boys. I will check out the Be Dead Boys. Yeah. I check and out everything you send me. We like X. I think we agree on X. Oh, I love X. We haven't done a review on X yet. 
And yeah. Rodriguez didn't know who they were. Lee and I did, but I would always do anything Lee and I did on this show as well. I don't care. Yeah, I love X. If I can, Great. Uh, X scene, Traverka, and uh, oh. John Doe, oh. man. Yeah, X scene. I love the guitar player. Yeah, really good. John Doe can play everything, though. Yeah, but he had a lead guitar player. I can't think of his name off the top of my head, but he played like a lot of rockabilly licks, and it was really cool. They were so. like rockabilly punk. We gotta do the Clash eventually too. Oh, uh, we could do any Clash album you want, man. You just need to tell me when you want to do it. Um, when? I'm going back but to work, I mean, so there won't be. Dude, any... I, hear, I do hear great musicianship on the band. I just think, honestly, and uh, what's the band we did the interview with, Mark? Bourbon House. Bourbon House. Bourbon House. Congrats on uh, your signing with the label. All right. Yeah. Cool. Um. But I think that they probably needed a producer to be like this band here uh, to say, no, let's keep the arrangements more tight and more band oriented. Because when the band was sounding good, they sounded good. You guys hated but One Last Soul. I love that fucking song. A lot of the tracks, it was like everybody's fighting to get their shit in. And like, here, listen to me. Check me out. I can do this. I felt it's, it was cohesive. I thought the the solo and, came in when the drummer was playing the same beat. It's like I thought it was fucking good. I didn't hear anybody trying to show off. To me, I it wasn't about showing off. It's just it wasn't a very tight, cohesive album. Now those couple songs, <laughs> the ones I liked, I think they were tight arrangements, and everybody sounded good together. Yeah, you, know, you, you could tell it was my, recorded in four and five days. You could tell it was very rushed. Yeah, they should have taken more time on it. Well, and then you guys like Van Halen one was recorded in a week, right? Well, that's perfect. Yeah, they've probably been playing those songs a long time. How long did the Beatles take to record albums? Please, please me. Did they did please, please me in a day and a half? See, the problem. Yeah, but they've been doing those songs for fucking six, seven months and be yeah. gigging behind songs. These guys came together and did an album in less than a week. Yeah. Just like playing it. And it's like, it's really good under that pretense. But as far as, I think they could have built the songs a little better. That's all. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I think the second album are more cohesive. I told you, it's not bad English. It's not <laughs> that bad. You it's know what? Like I like the first bad English album. The second one was kind of like, like, Four good I never really know. I never really know they had a second. Yeah, album. Backlash is the second. <laughs> it's it's good, but it's not the first one was just awesome that. to me. Until uh, you mentioned that, I had no idea they had a second album. Yeah, Backlash. Check it out. You might like it. Same guys. <laughs> the same guys. Ricky, Ricky Ricky Phillips and all those guys. Same guys. Yeah. Same For guys. damn Yankees second album. So I love fun. Don't Tread. Fuck you. I love that. <laughs> Don't tread, Double Coyote Man, Uprising with Ted singing. Fuck that album rules. That don't 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 that Tommy Cardelloni is going off on the fucking drums on that album. Don't you tread on me. That's a patriotic fucking song, man. The key to damn Yankees. More Ted Nugent. <laughs> Uprising's bad. Else. That fucking beat that my, that Michael's oh. doing. Oh, fuck man. Time shot. No problem. Less Jack Blades, please. Fuck Thank off. you. Jack Blades is ear candy to me. 
I'm fucking a sensitive bitch right now. Jack Blades rules, and if you don't like Jack Blades, I think I must be trendy. That I'm not trendy Sticks. guy. You just suck. Sticks owns Night Ranger. Oh, absolutely. Ariel yes. Speedwagon owns them both. No. No. Yes. No. Yes. 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 No. Yes. Ariel Speedwagon and Sticks are up there together with me. Kiss owns them both. Oh fuck no. In the seventies. I'd rather listen to uh, Ario Ario with Keep Pushing. I judge on. that off Jerry's silence that he agrees. You could tune a piano, but you can't tune a fish. That live album, uh, you, live you get what you play for. It's just fucking amazing. It rivals it rivals Kiss the stuff because their studio album, their studio albums, their studio albums were sounded yeah, better than Kiss's studio albums back then. Yeah. Yeah. Well. well. You don't like you could tune a piano, but you can't tune a fish? I, I love the fucking album. Doesn't it sound Kiss better Star, than Kiss dude. 1? Don't, don't the songs <laughs> sound like they're live compared to what Kiss was doing? They sounded... I, I'll, agree, I'll agree with you on that one. Yeah, Thank but you. I like that. I like Kiss's debut album better, though. Yeah, there's great the songs on that album, but the way they were recorded, it's like sure. Bruce Springsteen, Born to Run. That song sucks on the studio album. But when you get that song out live, it's a thousand times it better. Sucks in the studio. Oh. Does, that does not suck on the studio. It's a great fucking studio. Track. Dude, it's slow. Baby, and he's mumbling. I love it. I love it. But he's mumbling. The live version on Maybe the Maybe only one that says all the studio version sucks. The, I've never the live it version of Born to Run is much more quicker, harder, and faster. And he's yeah. singing better. It's they even good. said... Why you diss the studio they version? They even said that Springsteen did not get his live sound on a studio album till Born in the USA. Oh, well, I, I like the studio version. Oh, I just, I, who says that? Everybody. Yeah. They could not capture Ooh, the way the band everybody? was. Nebraska? Dude, Come on, dude. Are you serious? Dude, man? they're great albums, but I'm saying when he does those songs live, they're th a good band will well, kill the studio versions. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. What, what would you uh, rather hear, the studio version of Pink Floyd or the live version of Pink Floyd with the full band? Well, I, I, I would like to be at the Pink Floyd. What about, yeah, what about Pink Floyd Live 1980, uh, the Wall album? Not as good as the studio. Yes, it not is. Not as good as the studio album, but it would be... It would be... It's good. Uh, no, it's not even. It's good. Not near as good as the studio album. I like it better, dude. It's good, but not better than the studio well, I like album. It better than the studio album. I like the live uh, version, man. And David Gilmore said the best version was the studio album, but the movie, yeah, the live, and all that shit. Yeah, I don't give a shit what he says. <laughs> I never heard anybody criticize "Born to Run" until you said that recently. Yeah, yeah. I don't get that dude, at all. Do man. me a favor. Do me a favor. I've heard it. We had that fucking live shit you're talking the about. The live 80, yeah, 75, yes. 85. That version on that is a on lot better. Vinyl. Yes, we had it, folks. At one time, I listened to vinyl. Yes, I did. Dude, it, the studio version of Thunder Road, dude, that's fucking awesome, dude. Oh, the, stu the live version of Thunder Road's the a lot studio, better. Uh, the studio version. Dude, you awesome. need to go you, No, you don't need to compare. You should go compare. <laughs> I'm tired of saying need because I get made fun of that word. Dude, I've got I've got that I've got that box set of him live that everybody owns. What's it called? Um, live seventy five to eighty five. I think that's it. Yeah, but and I've listened to it. Yeah, it's good live, man. But 
you know, it's have it's you ever seen him live? Awesome. Have you ever seen no, him? I have not. I have that's not seen the him problem. Well, I seen him once, and that's but you're, the at, you're at the you're at the concert, man. Dude, you want to see I him just live. no, his fucking he's a great front man. Great front oh, man. Oh, who, who questions that? I mean, yeah, I mean, come on, dude. The, the, I hate it when people question his politics. But you like don't like the politics. studio version of Born to Run. I like the studio version, but my go-to version is the live version. It's a lot faster, and the crowd is into it. Also, I like hearing the crowd. So, uh, uh, okay. So uh, let's get to our tracks of the week, man. Jerry, you pick next by Journey. Yes, I can't. I am so into the preparing journey the last few months, dude. I think it's I fucking I am not gonna, you know, regret saying this. I think those three albums are the best version of Journey, man. I just fucking cannot stop listening to them, man. Incredible musicianship. That's my favorite song from the three albums, so that's why I picked it. Yeah, man. Start downloading that journey. It's at eighty six. Um and then we got Rival Sons by me. Uh, from a new album called Bird in the Hand. I thought it would go good with this album. And <laughs> Charles, you picked a band I thought you didn't like, but I was wrong. Uh, the Highs, Bogus, Bogus Operende. Yeah, well, let's let's first of all let's be let's be honest. Just because I like this song, it doesn't mean I like everything they did before. Oh, okay. Sometimes bands improve, you know. But uh, in a quick little love to Apple Music, my go-to streaming service, you get new songs every week on Friday. That one was on it. I thought it was a pretty good song. Nice. So, yeah, that's uh, our first album in like 20-some years or something. Yeah, I thought it was pretty decent. So I don't hate them. I just, I'm not as floored by them as others. But I think this was a decent song. So why the fuck not? Let's put some new shit out there. The, the, I put on a new rival son, so there you go. Yeah, Jerry went back to the seventies, which is cool too. But uh, man, the the band that I like that made like think, three good albums was Jet, and then they just disappeared and they broke up. I go, that sucks. I like that band. Do you guys like Jet? I know their first oh. album, and I, I don't know anything else. From they got a couple good songs, but they rip off a lot. I mean, Oasis gets slammed for that, but man, Jet rips off a lot. Rock and roll music rips off everything, dude. It's 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 what they do, man. But I mean, at the core of it, rock and roll is just the same riffs over and over again. Let's be honest. Like somebody said, there's only 12 chords. What else can I mean, you I think we said on the Chicago thing, or I did, I brought up like 25, 6 to 4, sounded like Led Zeppelin, Babe, I'm Gonna Leave You, right? Yep. But guess what? It's the same fucking chords, different style, from While My Guitar Gently Weeps, from the Beatles. It is, because I practiced it, so that's how I know this. So, I mean, everybody, like, borrows. So yeah, it's, like every, it's like every power ballad is G, C, and D chords. You know what I yeah. mean? It's all acoustically, yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't get into that, like, crying about ripping off each other, but sometimes it can get a little bit too much, but it happens. It's rock and roll, man. That's what rock and roll is all about. You know who didn't care about it? it was Tom Petty, because uh, they wanted him to sue for the Chili Peppers' Danny California. He goes, fuck, we all fucking borrow from each other. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> but they, so they did sue Sam. What's his fuck? 
Who? The for Free Fallen. Oh, they did. Think, was they did Sam Smith or whatever his name oh, is? Oh, Sam Smith. That Tom yeah. Petty wasn't alive though. Yeah, his and fuck him. He did still Free Fallen. Well, Tom Petty and, wanted to sue him. It's his family that's suing him. So. Uh, well, he did the same thing with Noel because Green Day ripped off Wonderwall with Boulevard of Broken Dreams, and I said. Or what do you think? You're gonna say? Well, it was another band actually. He did talk shit about Green Day, but it was some other group ripped him off. And they said, "Hey, you gonna sue him?" And he just laughed because he's ripped off so many people and yeah. didn't sue himself. <laughs> he just laughed it off like, "Yeah, right." Like I'm gonna sue somebody. The only Which one is, he sues is like that band Spirit over Led Zeppelin because they have no money. <laughs> the Verve got ruined by uh, Stones. Uh, not the Rolling Stones, but the guy that managed them back in the day Damn. for uh, Bittersweet Symphony. Yeah. Well, they thought they had permission to use it, and they didn't. They did have permission, but they used like three more seconds than they were allowed. Uh-huh. And then uh, Alan Klein, his company sued the Verve, and they did eventually get the songwriting credits back. They got robbed, man. They got hosed. And then Keith Richards was like, "Well, I wouldn't have sued him, but it's out of my hands. Like it wasn't, it wasn't Keith and Mick that sued. It was that company, Abco. Yeah, name of the company. Oh, the publishing and, company. Yeah, they got fucking hoes. ASCAP but, or Abco? No, Abco. They have an ASCAP one too. Eddie Klein yeah. uh, company, which they ruined. Alan Klein ruined the Beatles, by the way. Yeah. So. What a piece of shit. But yeah, they gave the Verve uh, 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 rights to use this orchestrated version of uh, what the fuck Rolling Stones song is that? It's the one that's You know that one, Jerry? No. It's an early one. The riff is Last time. Yeah. Yeah. It was an orchestrated version of last time, and apparently the Verb used like three more seconds than they were allowed, and they lost all their fucking. No, it all. was that that orchestra. Dun, 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 yeah, dun. it was an orchestrated version done in the '60s, oh. and it was sampled. And Alan Klein's company said you used like two more seconds than they were allowed. Oh wow, what an! And they took what all a, that publishing. What a fucking douchebag! Yeah, man. Yeah, man. But eventually, I've never, they, heard, I've, never, I've never heard that story before. So that's they did get the money back, thank God. But they got fucking hosed. That was a huge hit. Like it was huge. Back. It wasn't. It, it was kind of huge in America, but it was really huge. I didn't like it. <laughs> yeah, that's a good song. Yeah. I I like uh, I like Blur though. Blur rules. I like Oasis. But uh, let's get let's get the fuck out of here, guys. Uh, you, any final yeah. thoughts, Jerry? No nah, man, uh, you know, thank you for you know doing this album. It's like I said, I'm sorry I didn't like it as much as you did, but it's okay. it was cool to listen to something new. And you know, everybody out there, you know, hope you like our shit. Leave us a good five star review, man. Uh, we would really appreciate it. And uh, that's all I have to say. Charles, ah, oh, exactly what Jerry said. Uh, no video for me this week, fellas. I'm uh, a little under the weather, and uh, but. I hope everybody enjoyed the show. All right, man. I just want to say, Jerry, we need to get you some Bengay for your chair. 
Uh, <laughs> here gets. Are you doing a video, Jerry? I'll do a video with you, man. All right, man. So let's get the fuck out of here. Give me about give me about ten minutes. Until next week, fucking don't uh, don't drink crap alcohol. Later.
for the best of rock and heavy metal and some Duran Duran. <laughs> Just joking. Where am I? Tune into thatmetalstation.com every Tuesday night to hear the Freeform Rock Show. 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, only on thatmetalstation.com. You have just listened to the Freeform Rock Podcast. All music played on the Freeform Rock Podcast belongs to its owner. If you like it, go out and buy it. Get your music on Amazon, iTunes, or at your local record store. Support what you love. Support the artist by seeing them live. Purchase their music. The Freeform Rock Podcast is not affiliated with any of the artists or music that we play. Thank you for listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast. We'll see you on the next episode. Until next time, stay free and rock on.